This program provides education, not advice. Sponsors pay a fee for endorsements and interviews. See the truthayf.com disclosure page for details. This is where technology, innovation, and personal finance come together. This is the truth about your future with Rick Edelman. Brought to you by Global X ETFs, dedicated to providing investors with unexplored intelligent solutions, and by Invesco QQQ. Anyone can become an agent of innovation with Invesco QQQ, Invesco Distributors, Inc. It's Friday, April 14th. Got a short show for you today. We've talked a lot this week about how you're going to live for a long time. That's a good thing because your kids are counting on it. Now, not because they love you, although, okay, I'll assume they do. It's because you're probably giving them money. 45% of parents in the U.S. are providing financial support to their adult children. We're talking about you buying them groceries, paying for their cell phone, paying for their health insurance, their auto insurance. I'm not talking about a couple of trinkets here and there. On average, parents in the U.S. are giving their adult children $1,400 a month. And the older the parent, the more money they're giving to their children. Parents nearing retirement are giving their kids an average of $2,100 a month. And these same parents are only putting away $643 a month into their own retirement accounts. All these numbers strike me as incredibly upside down, especially when you consider that nearly half of all retired Americans are afraid that they're going to outlive their savings. Well, is it any wonder you've been giving a lot of your potential retirement savings to your adult children? This imbalance has got to stop. If you aren't sufficiently funding your retirement, but you are helping to support your so-called adult children, I think it's time there was a family conversation, perhaps with a financial advisor in the room who could help mediate and explain the reality. By the way, today is April 14th, and that means tomorrow is April 15th. Well, duh. What I mean is that because April 15th is a Saturday, you get until Tuesday, April 18th, to file your tax return or an extension to file. Wait, 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 wait. Why Tuesday? Well, here's why. You see, the IRS isn't open on the weekends, and when April 15th falls on a weekend, you get until the IRS reopens on Monday. But on Monday, that's April 17th, and that's Emancipation Day. In Washington, D.C., the government offices are closed. That includes the IRS, and since the IRS is closed on Monday, you get until Tuesday, April 18th, midnight, to file your taxes. So you get not only an extra weekend, you get an extra weekend plus an extra day after the weekend to work on your taxes. I don't know if that's good or bad, but at least now you know. Hey, if you're enjoying my wife Jean's segments here on the program, be sure to subscribe to her weekly podcast, Self-Care with Jean Edelman. New episodes debut every Thursday. You can listen a day earlier than you listen to them here, and yet you can find them in the very same place you find this podcast, on Apple, Google, Spotify, YouTube, and thetruthayf.com. All the links are in today's show notes. Coming up next, conversation with Josh Hodges of the National Council on Aging. It's Booster Budget Week. Stay with us for more here on The Truth About Your Future.
The Truth About Your Future is sponsored by Global X ETFs. Listeners of this program enjoy fresh perspectives on the financial topics that matter most, especially the rise of exponential technologies. And right now, there may be no faster-moving tech story than the rise of artificial intelligence. But despite some exciting new developments, like the launch of ChatGPT, we are only beginning to scratch the surface of AI's potential. So, which companies will have staying power? As an investor, it's hard to know, which is why Global X ETFs specializes in thematic investing strategies that harness the potential of numerous companies involved in an emerging trend, all in a single trade. Explore our investment approach along with our latest research on the emergence of AI at globalxetfs.com/insights. The truth about your future with Rick Edelman is sponsored by Charles Schwab. Schwab's passion for serving clients is more than standard practice. It's part of who they are. With transparent pricing, 24-7 live support, and a satisfaction guarantee, the people at Schwab go the extra mile to help you on your investing journey. They're not just financial people. They're people people, too. Learn more at schwab.com slash schwab. That's schwab.com slash schwab. Thanks for staying with us here on The Truth About Your Future. This has been, and still is today, the final day of Boost Your Budget Week. And this is something a lot of Americans need to be paying an awful lot of attention to. So I'm really happy to bring on to the program Josh Hodges. He's the Chief Customer Officer at the National Council on Aging. Josh, welcome to the program. Thanks, Rick. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, with the name of the National Council on Aging, I'm not sure it's instinctive as to why the NCOA is focused on budgeting. So connect the dots for us. Sure. Well, Boost Your Budget Week is an annual event that we really focus on helping older adults across this country boost their budgets. Uh, So many people, uh, as they age into retirement and they're in retirement, need a little bit of extra help. And so a lot of the programs we offer the National Council on Aging are focused on connecting people with those benefits. There are $16 billion, that's billion with a B, dollars of benefits left on the table every year. These are benefits that help pay for your rent, your food, your car, your utilities. These are things that can help many older adults live in retirement. So this is obviously a show about wealth and personal finance, and most of my audience, as you know, uh, are more affluent. Uh, This show is listened to and watched by lots of financial advisors who tend to cater to wealthy individuals. And so dealing with folks who are struggling with income or budgets isn't something that is, you know, bread and butter for this audience. However, this very same audience has parents and relatives in-laws in many cases, who are in fact in need of this kind of a help. So let's broaden that horizon a little bit. And do you encounter that scenario where people are often reaching out to you, not for themselves, but because they're trying to provide help to a loved one or a relation? Absolutely. Caregivers are one of our top audiences. People who are interacting with their spouses, their parents, their great aunt, it doesn't really matter who. So many people are connected to a broader audience of individuals. And we wanna make sure that caregivers, folks who are connected to these older adults know about the tools, know about the resource, know about the opportunities and know about the realities of aging. So many people are are in their middle class and age into poverty because they don't properly address their long-term care costs or their longevity costs. And so those factors alone really means we have to educate everybody on what tools are out there, what benefits are out there because we wanna make sure people are prepared for that stage of their life, whether or not Um, They're in it right now. So I want to peel back on a couple of things you said. First, 
$16 billion in unclaimed benefits. Elaborate on that. What, what are they? So th- these are things like your SNAP benefits, help pay for food. These are things like some of your Medicare benefits. So many people think Medicare is free. I got bad news for you. Medicare costs you money. Uh, you're going to pay a monthly pay. You're going to pay for your drugs. But there are programs out there that will help cover those costs, cover your co-pays, cover your drug pay, pay much. You have, to, you have to apply for those programs. And it's not just people at poverty level. Some of these programs go all the way up to the 300% or three times, three X poverty level. So many people who don't know they're going to be qualified for these benefits are on a fixed income in retirement and should look into them at the very least. And how do they look into them? Where do they go? So there's a couple ways to do it. The, the, the way that we recommend is going to our site, benefitscheckup.org, and that's benefits with an S, checkup.org. That is a free site. We're a national nonprofit. We're not trying to sell you anything. We're not going to take your information. We're not going to uh, put you on a list. Our goal is to help educate people as to what's out there. And let me mention, we are putting that web address in our show notes today, so you can easily find that link. Excellent. Thank you. So uh, and you take a, a little quiz to give us some information, talk about what your zip code is, what programs you're interested in. Are Like, for example, are you a veteran? If you're a veteran, some of these programs would apply differently than if you're not a veteran because there's different requirements. Uh, give us a little bit of information, not your email, not your name, just a little bit of information about kind of your situation or your parent's situation or your friend's situation. And we'll, we'll give you a sense of what benefits are out there for you in your specific geographical area. Many of these benefits are not national. They're very, they're hyper-local. Think transportation benefits. I'm in the Washington, D.C. area. If I went on the site, I would see information about our subway system, or I'd see something about Amtrak. That may not apply to those in the Midwest or in the South, but there are benefits out there that are hyper-local to you. So take it and don't just assume if you take it, that's going to apply to your friend or relative elsewhere. Use their zip code too and see what's out there. So it sounds like a fabulous service, and I would encourage everybody to take advantage of it. Like I said, the link is in our show notes today. The other thing you said rather quickly, you referred to the fact that a lot of elders have not anticipated uh, or properly prepared for long-term care costs. Kind of get that. I think everybody's familiar with long-term care and the the related expenses. But then you said longevity cost. There's a cost to longevity? Explain that. There absolutely is. The cost of longevity is based on people planning for retirement, planning for a 10 or 15 year retirement, and actually having a 25 year retirement. You know, the original system, the social security system was set up thinking that the majority of people wouldn't be on social security very long. So there wasn't a, the benefit wasn't tied to a long standing retirement time, but many people are living 20, 30, even 40 years in retirement, especially if you're on the retire early side. So as people are planning for living retirement, they have to be thinking multi-decade. And so as you live longer, costs go up. And, and the benefit of our society, the benefit of our world right now is we have uh, wonderful healthcare coverage in many, many places. And so people are living longer for that. There are costs to that. And for anybody who's ever priced out a uh, facility to send somebody to live or to live yourself, it can be in the single digit th- high thousands easily per month, if not higher. And so just think about that as you're planning for your own retirement and planning for the retirement of your family members. Yeah, it's a common theme on this show, as you know, Josh, that uh, we're living longer than ever and, and living longer than people expected they were going to live. And so the fundamental question we repeatedly ask is, will your money last as long as you do? Because if it doesn't, then you're going to have to turn to family, friends, the government, none of which are ideal alternatives. But it's so, yeah, I'm really glad you mentioned the cost of longevity. Uh, you mentioned also briefly a checkup. You have a job skills checkup. Talk about why elders ought to be interested in checking up their job skills. 
there's a there's a bunch of reasons why there there are individuals who uh, who are in their 50s and 60s who are ready to get onto the next path. Maybe it's not retirement. The idea of the 40 years plus a gold watch that is that's a television show opportunity. There is there's a much more real life out there that people take varying paths to retirement. And so part of what we've done is talk to older adults from across the country at all economic levels to better understand how they go about looking for jobs and why they go about looking for jobs. Obviously, they're facing ageism, both real ageism focused on, you know, you can't do this because you're a certain age, and then perceived ageism. Like, well, I don't think that person's skills are in lockstep because of, of the perception that, that an older adult may not have, have that experience or that skills. Also, a lot of people are re-engaging with workforce. One in 10 family caregivers has to drop out of the workforce to care for that family member. This is predominantly focused on women. We call this the oldest daughter problem. In many, many families, the oldest daughter ends up taking care of mom and dad. And she often faces decreased income or having to remove herself from the uh, workforce altogether. So how do you re-engage after 10 years of taking care of mom and dad? How do you, how do you evolve that? So we, we created Job Skills Checkup in the way we create all of our tools, which is to be a, a sage, to be somebody to walk beside you. It's not, it's not a job board. It's not a, not a resume uh, a writer for you, but we really walk you through your to-dos, your, your list of things that you should be doing or could be doing based on what you would like to do. So you come to us and say, you know, I haven't done a resume in 10 years and I've been out of the workforce. What do I do? Well, we're going to give you a list of, of tools, of to-dos, of, of actions that you can take. Um, and then you come back to our site to update the tool and, and keep it fresh. Again, the goal wasn't to recreate what's already out there. It was to really provide a checklist, a shopping list, so to speak, of all the things you can do as an individual to move yourself along in this workforce space. And the link to you getting access to the job skills checkup is also in the show notes today, so you can easily access it there. And it raises the bigger issue. You kind of touched on it a little bit, that there's a difference in attitude, perception, as you referred to it, between younger workers and older workers. We've got an ageism problem in the workforce, don't we? We absolutely do. And again, it is both structural ageism, as in we're not going to hire, but there's perceived ageism. There's, we don't want this person, we don't think this person belongs culturally. You know, how will he relate, how will she relate to folks who are 20, 30 years younger than them? Does, does he or she have the skill set uh, that is necessary, i.e. The, the technical experience, technical background? These are perceptions that happen before interviews occur, before people come onto the job. So older adults aren't even given the opportunity. There's another big perception of overqualified people who have been in a manager role for 25, 30 years and is now looking for the next uh, part of his or her life to not be in a manager role. And for those of us who have supervised people, we know it can be a taxing part of our, our day. So some of us would prefer the opportunity to just give back and, and work with colleagues. And so those perceptions before conversations occur, before we actually uh, have a job interview, um, often rule out older adults. And then, of course, there's the perception of somebody who has been out of the workforce for a bit of time. Instead of engaging with that individual to better understand their individual circumstances, we often see people don't get those interviews. And so that's what Job Skills Checkup is, is designed to help navigate. And also, this is also educating the employers themselves. There are many, many ways older adults provide value to your organizations, much beyond just the day-to-day -day work they do. Uh, it can be through mentorship. It could be through experience. And we're better through diversity. So the diversity of experience, the diversity of background is a better thing for employers. It's been proven over and over.
So while there is clearly uh, a perception problem, there's an ageism problem, there's bias in the workplace, the fact is, though, there are some legitimate differences between older workers and younger workers, right? I mean, it, it, it becomes a very personal conversation, right? I mean, the older workforce is no more homogeneous than the younger workforce is. People bring in their own skills, their own background, their own realities. Uh, I mean, I can hire a bunch of 25-year-olds and I'm going to get 20, a bunch of very different individuals. And so I very much encourage employers to remember, you're looking at an individual, not a population group. Uh, older workers want to contribute. They want to be part of a team. Many people re-engage with the workforce because retirement doesn't sit well with them. You know, the, the idea of 40, 40 hours a week and then going to, you know, just retire. Retirement isn't always that dream, uh, go visit the island and sit on the, sit on the beach. It's, a, it's very different for everybody. So I very much encourage folks to remember, these are individuals, not a population when they're talking about older adults and really the population very large. So in addition to the job skills checkup, other resources that uh, the National Council on Aging provides? Yeah, I think benefits checkup, which we talked about earlier, focused on low-income benefits. The other really interesting one is budget checkup. And you, you can see the theme of our checkups, right? Uh, the budget checkup is about helping people, especially people who are newer to budgeting themselves, uh, actually engage with that process. How do you how do you plan for a savings? How do you go through this? This is especially prevalent for folks who uh, may be divorced or widowed in late life who may have had a joint account, but there's a lot of opportunity for growth as you as you hit those kind of key life stages. And so we have very similarly a tool to help people kind of budget and plan for how are they going to navigate their money reality uh, in retirement. We're talking with Josh Hodges, who is the chief customer officer of the National Council on Aging. And I'm really curious, Josh, as to your title, it would not have occurred to me. I mean, I'm familiar with the National Council on Aging. You've been around forever and the work that you do is very important uh, in this area. It wouldn't have occurred to me that the National Council on Aging would refer to people it helps as customers. So talk about the title that you have, the work you do personally uh, for the NCOA, and the attitude of the organization and the role that it has in serving the population. Yeah, I appreciate the question. So NCOA, the National Council of Aging, has been around for 75 years. Uh, we've been at the table when the Medicare and Medicaid Acts were passed. We've been uh, very involved in kind of the policy shifts of, of the years. But we've actually had a, a switch over the past maybe 15 years, focusing not on older adults as beneficiaries of our services, but older adults as customers of our services. And so hence it's the title, meaning that we really need to start not with what we think older adults need, what we think caregivers need, but start with the source, start with the, the consumers themselves, the older adults, and really ask them and talk to them. So these tools we've been talking about, job skills checkup, this wasn't my idea in a room. This was through many conversations we've had engaging with older adults, where they are, where they live. Um, we work with uh, very highly with the Senior Center Network. There are 10,000 senior centers in this country uh, that serve over a million older adults every day. We worked a lot with employers and asked a lot about, you know, how are their perceptions of older adults to get to, to better understand it. So really, the, the paradigm shift of, of a national nonprofit from thinking of individuals as beneficiaries to thinking of them as customers is, is, a, is a, I think, a key pivot point for our organization so that we better understand what the population that we, we say we serve, but we better understand what they actually need and what they actually want. So we create solutions, products, and services that align to that. We don't charge them for it, and that's the difference. And I think it really says a lot 
not only about the organization, but about the message you're conveying to everybody else. The fact that an organization 75 years old that grew up in the you know era of FDR, quite frankly, is reinventing itself and acknowledging it can't do what it's been doing merely because it's been doing it that way. And recognizing the need to stay with the times, to alter its approach in order to not only stay relevant, but to stay helpful to the people that it's trying to serve. And I think it really speaks volumes for the uh, leadership and the foresight thinking of the folks at the National Council on Aging. So kudos to you. And I think that that is a really good lesson for everybody else. Don't sit back, rest on your laurels. Don't just take the attitude, what got me here will get me there, because that isn't going to necessarily be the case. So uh, my hat's off to you for all of that. We've been talking with Josh Hodges, the Chief Customer Officer at the National Council on Aging, and they have a wide variety of resources, as we've just described, the job skills checkup, the benefits checkup, the budget checkup, all of that available via links in the show notes today. And I really encourage you to take advantage of it as here we celebrate the last day of Boost Your Budget Week. Josh, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Thank you, sir. Pleasure to be here. Coming up next on The Truth About Your Future, a visit by my wife, Jean Edelman, with her Word of the Week. And remember, if you miss any of our weekday podcasts, you can listen anytime you like, wherever you get your podcasts and at thetruthayf.com. Support for Rick Edelman's podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. What do all the greatest innovations have in common? Agents, people who participate in progress by supporting cutting-edge ideas. Invesco QQQ is a fund that allows you access to innovators of the NASDAQ 100 all-in-one fund, so you don't have to be an inventor to help create what's next to come. Anyone can become an agent of innovation with Invesco QQQ. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. There are risks when investing in ETFs, including possible loss of money. ETFs' risks are similar to those of stocks. Investments in the tech sector are subject to greater risk and more volatility than more diversified investments. The NASDAQ 100 Index comprises the 100 largest non-financial companies on the NASDAQ. You can't invest directly into an index. Before investing, carefully read and consider fund investment objectives, risks, charges, expenses, and more in prospectus at Invesco.com. Invesco Distributors, Inc. The Truth About Your Future is sponsored by Global X ETFs. Amid inflation, rising rates, and a host of other economic challenges, volatility has been one of the few constants lately. But as listeners of this show know better than anyone, it's important to look past the short-term headlines and focus on the bigger picture. Despite the ups and downs of the news cycle, exponential technologies continue to advance, shaping a world of new possibilities in engineering, transportation, healthcare, and renewable energy. At Global X ETFs, we offer a diversified product lineup, including risk management solutions to navigate the storm, along with thematic strategies targeting the growth opportunities of tomorrow. Whatever your goals, visit GlobalXETFs.com to explore how our research and insights may help you achieve your goals. Welcome back to The Truth About Your Future. Every week, my wife, Jean, has her own podcast, Self-Care with Jean Edelman, and we're going to play that for you right now. But you know what? In today's show notes is the link to Jean's podcast. You can catch it Thursdays, a full day earlier than you're listening to it right here. Here's Jean. Great to be with you this week. This week, I just want to share something I absolutely love. 
I want to share wabi-sabi. No, not wasabi, the condiment we eat with our sushi. Wabi-sabi is a Japanese philosophy that acknowledges three simple beliefs. Nothing lasts, nothing's finished, and nothing is perfect. Thank you, sign me up. This wonderful, generous lens on life could help us see everything in a kinder, more accepting way, less judgmental of ourselves and others, understanding that we are imperfect, impermanent, and incomplete. This can give us great perspective. Can we live in a state of appreciation instead of this perfection? Can we see and accept ourselves just as we are? Can we accept that we are a wonderful work in progress? These are big questions, but let's dive a little deeper. Nothing lasts. Remembering that we have a finite number of days on this earth, maybe that could help us live with more tolerance, kindness, gratitude. Maybe this could help give us perspective of living a more impactful life. Maybe this could help us have focus of making positive changes in the world. We wouldn't waste time on unimportant issues or drama. Accepting our impermanence could help us be more present in our daily interactions. The concept of nothing is finished, understanding and being more accepting of change. Perhaps see ourselves as a painting, that we will never see the last brushstroke. The artwork is not meant to be complete. We are never a finished work of art. It is to improve and continue to learn and be curious. That is the journey of a good, happy life. The concept of nothing is perfect. Thank you. I can stop being so hard on myself. I'm never going to be perfectly perfect. And you know what? It's okay. Each day is a practice session. Failure is our greatest teacher. We learn from our mistakes. We can pick ourselves up and we can try again. Wabi Sabi's wonderful, generous lens on life can help us focus on what is real and what is in front of us. Nothing lasts. Nothing's finished, and nothing is perfect. Wabi-sabi. So what's my word of the week? It's going to be wabi-sabi. The W is for wise. We all have great intuition and wisdom. We need to trust that. That will lead us through a happy day. The A is for awesome, because we are all awesome. And the B is for brave, because it takes courage to move out of our comfort zone, to look for change, and to make ourselves better. The I is for impact, making the world a better place. And the S is for smile. When we smile, others smile. And it is contagious. The A is for authentic. This is time to be real. This is all there is. And the B is for beautiful, because each of us brings beauty to this wonderful, wonderful world. The last eyes for imagine, to illuminate. Imagine it and illuminate the world with our actions.
wabi-sabi, a wonderful concept to ponder, something to give us perspective that can bring us joy and happiness. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. And if you just enjoyed Jean's segment, be sure to subscribe to her weekly podcast, Self-Care with Jean Edelman. That episode you just heard actually debuted yesterday. Her episodes always debut every Thursday. You can listen to Jean on Apple, Google, Spotify, YouTube, and of course, The Truth About Your Future at thetruthayf.com. All the links are in today's show notes. Have a great weekend. Do your taxes. See you Monday. The Truth About Your Future with Rick Edelman has been brought to you by Global X ETFs, dedicated to providing investors with unexplored intelligent solutions, and by Invesco QQQ. Anyone can become an agent of innovation with Invesco QQQ, Invesco Distributors, Inc. Get the truth about your future with Rick Edelman. It's the truthayf.com.